Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. It is a beautiful day. I hope you are all doing amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you do not yet know me, my name is Rachel. If this is your first time joining us, I want to give you the warmest welcome. You are listening to the reflection episode. Every Monday, I put out a new reflection to help us set intentions and just be mindful and purposeful throughout our weeks. And then there's always a guided meditation that goes along with what we talk about. The purpose of this podcast, well, one of the purposes of this podcast is to really shift how we view Mondays. That's why I put it out on Monday. That's why it's called Mindful Mondays. So many of us, I would like to say the majority of our, po- of our population, hates Mondays. We dread it. You know, Mondays even ruin Sunday nights for a lot of us because we're prepping for Monday and we're not looking forward to it and we can't have that pit in our stomach. But what I want us all to start to do is see Mondays differently. See them as a fresh start to every week. And that's why I put out new reflections so that we can set these intentions. And some of them are more lighthearted and some of them are a little more serious and talking about self-healing. But we're all on a beautiful journey. And every Monday is a new chance for us to take one more step or maybe run an extra mile on that journey. It is not something to dread. It is something to look forward to. And I hope that this podcast is helping you do that. Now, we are on the third part of our four-part Following Your Dharma series. Now, if you're just tuning in, I do recommend that you go back to the beginning, and I recommend that you go back to the, you go back three episodes for where we talk about what Dharma actually is, but as a refresher, Dharma is simply our life purpose, the unique, beautiful reason why you are here, what you can bring to this world what your soul is calling you to do. And so the first episode, or the first part of this series, we talked about desire versus detachment. So being clear with our intentions, our desires, and then detaching ourselves from them and allowing the universe to guide us in ways that are for our best possible good. And last week, we talked about releasing blocks and it was a longer episode admittedly and I talked about a bunch of different concepts and theories and techniques that you can try to do to release some of these blocks that are holding you back. The reason that I wanted to give you all that information last week and the reason why we had to talk about releasing blocks first is because this week we are going to be talking about changing the way we look at things. Dr. Wayne Dyer has a quote that says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. But we had to be able to recognize our blocks that came from subconscious or unconscious belief patterns. They came from stuck emotions, stagnant energy that we've been holding on to. We had to be able to recognize those and learn how to at least start releasing them because they are going to come up, or most likely they're going to come up 
while we are working on changing how we view the world, changing how we view ourselves, and really allowing ourselves to step into this dharma, not seeing it as something that we will find one day, not seeing it as a goal we are trying to reach or something that lies for us at the end of our path. This week and next week, we are going to step into it. And sometimes we have blocks. A lot of times, actually, we have blocks that don't like that and that will pop up for us. So last week, if you did not listen to it or if you didn't get to finish the whole episode, I do encourage you to listen to it all the way through because I talk about different kinds of practices. So the first part, we talked about mindset and really getting into and understanding some of those subconscious belief patterns that are limiting, that hold us back, that keep us stuck. But then the second part, I talked about more metaphysical practices, more Eastern practices that will allow us to release some of these things without having to understand where they came from, because sometimes we just can't. Sometimes there's just something stopping us, and no matter how hard we try, no matter how much psychotherapy we go through, or introspection, or journaling, or writing, we just can't figure out what it is. So there are things, there are practices that allow us to release them, or at least unblock them enough so that we know what they are, and then we can work on releasing them on a conscious level. And before we get started into today's lesson, I wanted to share just a little bit about what happened to me this week, because as you guys are going through everything, I am as well. And I tried acupuncture for the first time. I talked about it last week, but I had never tried it before. So I went and got some acupuncture because why not? That was very interesting. Um, He looked at my tongue acupuncturist looked at my tongue and said, do you have a lot of vivid dreams? And I said, yeah, I I dream a good bit. Some of them are kind of crazy. I've had crazy dreams ever since I was like a kid. I remember. It's like, okay, I can tell. Like, okay, how could you tell that by looking at my tongue? And he said that the tip of my tongue was very red and that is indicative of the heart, the heart meridian. Um, and there being some blockages and some imbalances there. That really struck me because the heart is something that I have been focusing on. My mom, a while back, sent me uh, this information about how every astrological sign has a chakra that's associated with it, and hers and mine are the heart. Also, after a lot of meditations, I've gotten messages that, you know, I need to be the source of love, that I need to focus on the heart. Like all of my desires will basically come to fruition. Everything I want, my dharma, I'll step into my dharma if I'm able to attune with that. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm trying here. (laughs) So I go to acupuncture. He says that to me. And then whenever I'm getting it done, they kind of stick the needles in. Then they left me for a while. And I definitely experienced some different things. But the most profound thing I experienced was my right pinky cramped up so freaking bad and it jerked it jerked and it cramped i was like oh my gosh and i knew it was energy that was releasing and it didn't frighten me but it wasn't pleasant and so whenever the guy came back into the room and asked if i had any experiences that was the first thing i told him he's like he just smiled he's like that's the heart meridian so okay i got some blocks around the heart That is my main chakra. According to my astrological sign, this is something that I'm needing to work on. And just today, as I was meditating, I got some incredible insights about it. 
I don't want to share them yet because they're very new to me, but I'm implementing it right now as I'm talking to you. And so what that showed to me is I wasn't able to get these insights until I truly set that intention that I want to figure this out. And I didn't have a plan necessarily to figure it out, but I just followed my intuition. I had the intuition to get acupuncture. I had the intuition to do this type of meditation this morning. I just followed those. I released some blocks and I released just enough blocks that I was able to get this intuition that was going, that is going to take me to the next step of my journey. I want to share that with you. If you have any crazy releasing stories, let me know. You can always reach me at info at mymbse.com or head over to www.mymbse.com. Go down to the bottom of the, the homepage and you can contact me. I really would love to hear your stories going through this process. Now, like I said, blocks might come up as we go through this week, but hopefully you know how to tackle them and just let your intuition guide you. If you feel guided to get acupuncture, don't question it, do it. If you feel guided to read a certain book, to listen to a certain podcast or a certain video, to do a certain type of meditation, and it doesn't make sense at the time, trust it, listen to it, go with it, detach from the outcome, know it's going to be for your highest and best good. Now let's get started with today's topic. And like I said, that is changing our thoughts, changing our outlook, changing how we view ourselves and our world and our dharma. And for this, I want to pull from multiple sources. Some are scientific, some are more spiritual, some are more self-help. And I'm doing this for you because I know that some things resonate with some people, some don't. And I want to give you Basically, a bunch of different resources that all say the exact same thing. Because sometimes we need to hear it from a certain person presented in a certain manner for it to click. To begin the third part of this four-part series, I want to start with a quote from Neville. Health, wealth, beauty, and genius are not created. They're only manifested by the arrangement of your mind. That is, by your concept of yourself. And your concept of yourself is all that you accept and consent to as true. And this is exactly what we are going to be talking about for the entire episode. Your concept of yourself minus all of the blocks that we've already been working through, minus all of the conditioning and the socialization that we've all been put through that's been beyond our control. From a very young age, we have been told what is good, what is bad, what is good for us, what's bad for us, how we should live, how we should think, Uh, We've been told that directly. We've been told that through being punished or reprimanded for possibly saying something that wasn't acceptable or doing something that wasn't acceptable or wanting to take a path that was not ordinary. We've also learned that through just observing those in our lives. And we have this innate need to fit in, to be part of this existence, to be part of the crowd. And so what we have done is developed thought patterns, ways of perceiving ourselves, ways of perceiving others in a way that we thought was for our best good, but has actually kept us stuck. 
And until we're able to shift how we see ourselves, until we're able to shift how we see this entire universe, we're not ever, we're never ever going to be able to truly step into our dharma because we will never find our dharma or fully live our dharma if we're living in a way that abides by these societal norms. If we live based off of our past programming, because that programming did not come from our higher selves. It did not come from our truest divine nature. It came from the thoughts and the opinions and the misunderstandings of those around us. So it is time to take our power back and we absolutely can in this very moment right now take 100% of our power back and that is what we are going to talk about. But you have to believe you can. Any of those doubts or fears that arise, see those as blocks. They're not the truth. It's your ego feeling a little shaky, not liking this change. It's your subconscious saying, hey, no, no, no. All of these new thought patterns, they completely negate what we've been telling ourselves for the past 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So we're going to fight you on that. See those as such. See them as blocks. They're not the truth. And really, let's all today just step into this new power. And how we're going to do this is simply changing how we talk to ourselves and changing how we view ourselves in this world. I want to read quickly from the I Am Discourses, Volume 3 by St. Germain. Awaken to the fact that your thought and feeling in the past have built, created the inharmony of your world today. Arise, I say, arise and walk with the Father, the I Am that you may be free from these limitations. There is only one thing in the universe that can surround you with limitation, and that is accepting the outer appearance instead of the mighty, active presence of God within you. Now, just a side note, some of the literature and things I'll be pulling from are spiritual, and they say the word God. I know that not everybody is comfortable with that word, depending on what you've experienced in religion, or sometimes it's only associated with religion. So if I say the word God, and that makes you uncomfortable, please, in your mind, replace it with something that allows you to understand the teaching apart from the word. Maybe that's universe, maybe that's source, maybe that's spirit, maybe that's universal love, whatever it is, whatever that means to you. Replace it with that word so that you can understand the teaching and embrace it. I'm not trying to turn anybody off with anything that I say or anything that I read. So I just want to make that quick note because I am pulling from different spiritual texts and you will hear that word. And I know for some people, it's very comforting. For others, it's not. What St. Germain is saying in this discourse is basically what I just said, the inharmony that we are feeling in our lives is a result of past thoughts, past feelings, past energy that we have put in to our lives. But once we embrace our power, our part of this universe that is just as important as every other part, 
Once we embrace that, once we take that power back, then we shift our lives starting today. So in the discourse, this is the I am discourses, and he states, and walk with the father, the I am, that you may be free from these limitations. Some of you may have heard of the I am. A lot of affirmations start with I am. Whenever you invoke the I am, that is invoking the spirit, God's source within you. And I want to segue a little bit to talk about this concept before I talk more about changing your life and changing your thoughts and your perceptions because I think this is the underlying basis of everything and it's crucial for us to understand the concept. So I want to start talking a little bit about science. I know we talk a lot about spirituality, but let's bring in a little science here because this universality, this oneness, this I am presence in all of us has really been backed up by quantum physics. And it's been backed up by the unified field theory, again, from quantum physics or quantum mechanics. And this theory basically states that our universe is structured in layers of creation, from what we can actually see day to day, what you look out and see with your family and your job and people's outside reactions and all that kind of stuff. It's structured in layers with that at the top layer and then much deeper levels of molecules and particles. And basically we live in a world within worlds and a universe within all the different universes. Just think in your body, there's a whole separate world of systems and everything just works for the most part, unless we have an illness or something that is off balance and needs healed. But that is a world just within us. So basically, whenever you look at quantum mechanics, there's the classical world and that's what we see. There's also beneath that the quantum mechanical world and that's like molecules and atoms. Beneath that is the quantum field. That's atomic nucleus, subnuclear molecules. And then beneath that is the unified field theory. And this is when quantum physicists located a single universal field a unified field at the base of everything. It is a unified source of the diversified universe. Whenever we see our world, it seems very complex. There's so many differences in our perception. But the deeper you go in these layers, the simpler nature actually becomes. And you know, this has been recently proven by science, and they actually have equations that have some predictive power, but you know, not surprisingly at all, they're having a hard time <laughs> quantifying this. But I'll, I'll actually link to a YouTube video where uh, that really explains it very simply if you are interested in the physics behind it. You know, I think a lot of times science takes a while to catch up with what spiritual teachers have known and been talking about for centuries and centuries. And that's why I always chuckle a little bit when people say, oh, it hasn't been proven by science yet. I'm like, well, yeah, and we also thought the world was flat. Well, people still actually do think the world's flat, so I'm not going to get into all that. But, you know, think about what we didn't know hundreds of years ago 
That didn't mean that these things didn't exist. It just meant that science hadn't caught up yet. So science is catching up now, and there is science behind it. Quantum mechanics has discovered there is a unifying field beneath it all. And whenever we talk about that I am, about that piece of spirit of God of source that's within all of us, whenever you go back to a scientific level, that's what we're talking about. There is a unity in every single one of us. Let me just tell a brief story. I know I go, I get sidetracked. I apologize. I talked about last week how I was teaching this um, balancing your chakras and meditation class. Well, somebody who came to the class was amazed because whenever I took them through this chakra balancing meditation and we talked, she had been having a lot of health problems. She actually had gone to the hospital that week because her stomach was bothering her so much and they couldn't figure out what it was. And she's a yoga instructor. She's actually a therapeutic yoga instructor. And so once the doctors couldn't really figure out what it was, she she started to understand that it's most likely going on on some sort of metaphysical level. So she came to that meditation. Now, here's the line of what happened. My friend asked me if I would speak for this group. It's a spiritual experimentalist group. I said, sure. And she said, what do you want to talk about? And it took me about a day to respond. And then I said, I think I want to talk about meditation and chakra balancing. So the person that we rented the space from is the yoga instructor who was having these health issues. She asked if we could rent the space out. You know, good instructor's like, sure, you can rent it out. She told her what I was talking about. And the instructor's like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay for that. So we go through the meditation, we go through the chakra balancing, and once we're done with it, she said for the first time in a long time, she wasn't in pain. Her stomach didn't hurt anymore. Like something had released or balanced, and she was so amazed that she was having these health problems. And then that week, that same weekend, somebody came in and went through the chakras and was able to help alleviate that for her. It's not like I'm all-powerful healer or anything like that. What that proved to me is, yes, we are all connected. Somebody I didn't know even existed until last weekend was having a problem, and through a mutual friend, I was able to help her with it. And that just showed me that absolutely we are connected. Now, how many times can you think of something like that in your own life? When you start to see these synchronicities for what they are, you realize they're far more than just coincidences or happy coincidences. They're based on this universal connection. So knowing that we are all universally connected, knowing that there is a universal life force within all of us means that we are all equal. We all have the same amount. It's not like God or source or spirit plays favorites. We all have equal access to it. Just most people block it out. They don't fully utilize this gift. They don't express this gift through themselves. And the reasons that we do this is because we're so blocked off by the ego. The ego wants to tell us that we're separate. We've been socialized to be separate. 
We've been socialized to try to prove ourselves as better than somebody else, to compare ourselves to other people. But once we recognize we're all the same, we're all connected on some fundamental level that is beyond our perception and for many of us beyond our true comprehension, then we can take our ego out of it and we are able to step into our true power. There's a book called The Moses Code. St. Germain talked about the I am, and the Moses Code talks a lot about the I am. What I'm also going to do is link to a like movie documentary explaining the Moses Code. It's a good movie. It helps explain a lot of this oneness and universality and all this kind of good stuff. Um, so I'll link to that below. It's about an hour. It's free on YouTube. So what the Moses Code is a book about and why it's called the Moses Code is it is talking about really being able to invoke that I am within us. The reason it's called the Moses Code is because it all stems from the story of Moses and the burning bush. Many of you probably are sort of familiar, at least, with it. Some of you might not be. Moses was a biblical character. Pretty sure most of us know that. He was leading his flock up a mountain and saw a bush that burned with a bright fire, yet the fire did not consume it. It just kept burning. And whenever he turned to look at it, that's when God spoke to him. And this is the only time that God speaks his name in the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. And what God spoke to Moses, he said, when Moses asked who he was, the bush said, I am that I am. And whenever people talk about invoking the I am, it is invoking this God, this spirit within all of us, this creator that is in, with, that is in all of us. When you say affirmations like I am peaceful, I am abundant, that is invoking this within us, this universal part of God that is not separate from God and it's not separate from anybody else, any other part of God. You know, a lot of gurus and spiritual teachers will have different metaphors or different analogies for this, like we're all drops in a single ocean, we're leaves on one tree or branches on a tree, like there's a lot of different ways to look at it saying the same thing. There's no separation. There's no separation between us. There's no separation between ourselves and the universe, between ourselves and our creator. And we have that within us. We have to be able to embrace this fully in ourselves as well as in other people. Once we can embrace it in ourselves, then we can embrace it in other people. Once we can embrace it in other people, we're more fully able to embrace it in ourselves. So I just want to read a quick excerpt from the Moses Code. For thousands of years, we've been sold a lie, and this has led to the suppression and dismissal of the Moses Code throughout the world. We've been told that we're weak and vulnerable, unable to do little more than eke out a meager existence on earth. If we're lucky, we're able to accumulate a relative degree of comfort, maybe even own a few houses and build a big bank account, but none of that will really ever satisfy us. 
Our purpose is to live and then die, hopefully with a few moments of joy in between. We've imagined ourselves in a prison from which we can never escape, and we've convinced ourselves that this is our real home. But what if the door to that prison cell was never locked? What if the world we live in is nothing more than a projection of our thoughts about ourselves, and God has never shared that vision at all? If God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and fully present in every moment, is it possible that the Creator would rejoice when we realize the truth with a capital T? Hold on before you answer. Your response will determine your entire experience of life and how willing you are to accept everything that God intends for you. Your answers will determine how open you are to receiving miracles and ultimately cracking the Moses Code. So what the Moses Code suggests, and also Dr. Wayne Dyer in his book, Wishes Fulfilled, which I'm actually going to pull from from a little bit. I told you I'd be pulling from a lot of different resources here, is to use that I am affirmation. And to actually take a piece of paper, and I plan to do that this week as I'm doing this with everybody, and at the top, right, I am that, comma, I am. I am that, comma, I am. And below, write what you desire. Write what you think is part of your dharma. This can be, I am love. I am abundant. I am fulfilled. I am at peace. I am at one with my creator. Whatever it is that is meaningful to you, write that down on the piece of paper. And as you meditate, keep a thought in mind. So let's say I am love. So keep that in your mind. I am love. I am love. That's my intention, okay? As you breathe out, you say, I am that. As you breathe in, you say, I am. So it's as if you were sending I am that out into the universe with every exhale and then you're breathing in that part of yourself back from that universal life force, I am. So again, let's say you you want abundance. You are abundant. Let's start speaking that way. Not that you want, not that you desire, not that you will be one day, but that you are. Right now, you just think abundance. You feel abundance. You breathe out, I am that. Breathe in. I am. Exhale. I am that. Inhale. I am. For this week, I'm actually going to only provide affirmations. These are going to help, but I'm not going to provide a meditation. These affirmations you can listen to at any time. You can do it at a meditative state. You can do it while you're walking or driving your car. Yeah, I encourage you to listen to the affirmations I provide or just do these all your own I am affirmations or your own affirmations as often as you can this week, really feeling it, really embracing it. But what I also encourage you to do is a silent meditation. Or actually, if you go on YouTube, if I remember, I'll click to this too. Dr. Dyer has uh, really good music to pair to this type of meditation. So you can listen to the music. You can do it on your own. Um... If you can do it 20, mornings in, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, it's really going to help. Or 40 minutes at one time if you really want to build up a lot of power. But you just continue to state this. You think of what you are. I am fulfilling my dharma every day. You just think that. You exhale, I am that, and you breathe it in, I am. It's very powerful. Something else that you can try to really feel your connection with everybody. 
is every single person, place, thing you pass, everything you see, state that affirmation. I am that. I am. When you see a multi-million dollar home, I am that. I am. When you see somebody begging on the street, I am that. I am. I have done that this week, and it's very powerful. It is absolutely, absolutely powerful experience. I encourage you to try that as well. Now, I did just mention Dr. Dyer's book, Wishes Fulfilled. I want to read just a very quick excerpt from this where he talks about ordinary versus extraordinary. Ordinary is, well, so ordinary. It means that you do all the things that your culture and your family have programmed you to do. It implies that you fit in, study hard, follow the rules, take care of your obligations, fill out the forms, pay your taxes, get a job, and do what every law-abiding citizen does. And then you retire, play with your grandchildren, and ultimately die. I want to emphasize that there is absolutely nothing wrong with this scenario. It is perfectly fine, but... If it were completely acceptable for you, you wouldn't be reading this book or listening to this podcast. (laughs) Extraordinary encompasses most of ordinary. Since we all live in the same physical world, there will be forms to fill out, rules that demand our obedience, bills to pay, and family obligations to attend to. But extraordinary consciousness is associated with your soul, that invisible, boundaryless energy that looks out from behind your eyeballs and has very different interests than your ordinary self does. The ideal of your soul, the thing that it yearns for, is not more knowledge. It is not interested in comparison, nor winning, nor light, nor ownership, nor even happiness. The ideal of your soul is space, expansion, and immensity. And the one thing it needs more than anything else is to be free to expand, to reach out, and to embrace the infinite. Why? Because your soul is infinity itself. It has no restrictions or limitations. It resists being fenced in. And when you attempt to contain it with rules and obligations, it is miserable. Your invisible self is extraordinary because it is a fragment of the universal soul, which is infinite. The part of you that knows you have greatness and is stirred by the idea of you expanding and removing any and all limitations is what I am addressing here in Wishes Fulfilled. This is your new self-concept, one that is inspired by your soul. And that is what we're talking about this week. That's what we've been talking about the whole time. We are going to live in a way that's extraordinary, a way that aligns with our soul. And we do this by taking back our power, by using these I am affirmations or any affirmations, by changing the way that we perceive ourselves, by perceiving ourselves as part of the universe, as a beautiful, extraordinary part of the universe. We don't have to look around and compare ourselves to anybody else. We're beautiful. We're unique. We can be what we want to be. All we have to do is be willing to take that power back. Not look at reality, but look at the potential of what can be. What has always been that's within us, but that we've been blocking 
to try to be ordinary. We spend our whole life just trying so hard to be ordinary. We have to shed that and step into something that's extraordinary. And you know, a lot of these teachings seem really woo-woo to people, and that's okay. We're not those people. Anybody that's listening to this right now is most certainly on a journey to becoming extraordinary, to, to aligning with that beautiful part of ourselves, that universal part of ourselves. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't worry if people think that what you are reading, what you're listening to, what you're saying is weird and strange and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to them yet because they're not ready, but you are. Embrace this beauty. Embrace this power that you have. It is yours. It is yours right now. All you have to do is step into it. The last resource I want to pull from is Scientific Healing Affirmations by Paramahansa Yogananda, who is the author of Autobiography of a Yogi, because I encourage us all to start saying affirmations this week and whatever type of affirmation you find most inspiring, you find most aligns with your soul, whether that is you look up something from Louise Hay, whether that is you adopt these I am that I am affirmations, whether that is you adopt the affirmations from Paramahansa Yogananda with the scientific healing affirmations, whatever that is for you, or you listen to the affirmations I provide, whatever that is for you, I encourage you to embrace them because this is how we're changing our perception. This is how we're changing our self-talk. And we're doing it on a level that is far beyond that subconscious and that ego. And, And whenever you invite in that power, that will completely outshine those old limiting beliefs and habits. Okay, so according to Paramahansa Yogananda, why affirmations work? Man's world is spirit and man. Spoken words are sounds occasioned by the vibrations of thoughts. Thoughts are vibrations sent forth by the ego or by the soul. So I just want to break here. Most of our thoughts have been sent forth and have been guiding us so far that have been based on what the ego said. This week, we're tuning in with our soul and we're changing that. Every word you utter should be potent with soul vibration. A man's words are lifeless if he fails to impregnate them with spiritual force. Talkativeness, exaggeration, or falsehood makes your words as ineffective as paper bullets shot from a toy gun. The speech and prayers of garrulous or inaccurate persons are unlikely to produce beneficial changes in the order of things. Man's words should represent not only truth, but also his definite understanding and realization. Speech without soul force is like husks without corn. That's why I spent a good bit of time explaining this universal life force, this power that we have in, impregnate that in everything you say. He continues, the spiritual power in man's word. Words saturated with sincerity, conviction, faith, and intuition are like highly explosive vibration bombs, which, when set off, shatter the rocks of difficulty and create the change desired. Avoid speaking unpleasant words, even if true. Sincere words are affirmations repeated understandingly, freeingly, and willingly are sure to move the omnipresent cosmic vibratory force 
to render aid in your difficulty. Appeal to the power with infinite confidence, casting out all doubt. Otherwise, the arrow of your attention will be deflected from its mark. After you've sown in the soil of cosmic consciousness your vibratory prayer seed, do not pluck it out frequently to see whether or not it is germinated. Give the divine force a chance to work uninterruptedly. And what he is talking about there is something I've heard stated time and time again in multiple teachings talking about affirmations. State the affirmation, but don't constantly evaluate it. You know, if Friday comes and your life hasn't changed yet, don't say, well, affirmations don't work. Let me dissect every single part of my life. You're planting the seed. If you were planting a flower or a vegetable, you're not going to plant it and a week later dig it up to see how it's doing. You're going to trust. You're going to trust that you planted that seed and that the universe is going to help it grow. So this week we're planting new seeds and we're going to continue to plant them. We're going to continue to nourish them with right thought, right words, beautiful energy and vibration, and they will grow, but you don't want to dig them up and you don't want to examine every single thing and you don't want to focus on what is because what is, is simply a result of all the past ways of thinking, of all the past ways of speaking and acting based on those egoic thoughts, those fear-based thoughts. Moving forward, we're becoming very intentional. We're stating what we know we are able of creating. There's nothing you cannot create. There's nothing you cannot be. You're fully capable of stepping into your dharma, of fulfilling your true life purpose. Speak in a way that aligns with that. Do not think or speak in a way that aligns with what was. So don't pay attention to reality right now. Speak those affirmations as if you were abundant, fulfilled, fully realized, full of love, full of peace. Because as you speak those with will, with that willpower, with intention, with energy that's coming from the I am presence in you, that God presence, the source, the universe presence within yourself, as you are speaking and thinking these, from that place, there's absolutely no way that they cannot grow. That is all I have for you today. Again, another long episode. I just can't seem to keep these on the shorter side. Check out the affirmations, and hopefully I'll have the chakra balancing meditation that I did up by then. It's been a bit of a busier week, so I haven't been able to put that up. It's been a week, actually, of me focusing on myself healing and removing blocks, so I don't want to lie and say it's been busy. It's been emotionally busy. It's been spiritually busy. And I've been having to focus more on myself and less on my work because that's what I needed to do. Once that passes for me, then I'll be able to devote more time to what I provide for you all. You know, that's just a lesson I wanted to share because I know a lot of us struggle with that as well. So if you need to take this time for yourself, take it. Because what you can present to the world after you take this time for yourself will be amazing and incredible. Okay, so check out the affirmations. If you've not yet rated and reviewed and subscribed, I encourage you to do that. Check out my other meditations I have. If you go to my website, mymbse.com, there's resources, different meditations, different programs, 
a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, like I said, you can contact me at info at mymbse.com. You know, I'm, I'm feeling very much connected to you all, and I would love to build more of a personal relationship. So please feel free to reach out. I wish you a beautiful week. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body, and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.